my friends in Christ. Today's readings, especially that beautiful passage from the letter to the Hebrews, got me thinking about something I know absolutely nothing about from personal experience, the world of long-distance races and marathons. I see Jeremiah, the long-suffering persecuted prophet, as a marathon runner, although hardly a willing one. Jeremiah tried his best to stay on the sidelines, pleading youth and inexperience, but God would have none of it. I will be with you, God had told him, and that was that. So Jeremiah found himself in the race, a reluctant runner at best. And his worst fears proved true. His fearless proclamation of God's word brought him nothing but grief. In today's reading, we find him at the near dead end of his run, at the bottom of a deep cistern mired in mud of all places. Such is the fate of prophets. Such was the course of Jeremiah's marathon. In the gospel reading, Jesus was on his own prophetic marathon when he declared that the word of God was like a fire burning within him, waiting to blaze forth on the earth, the fire of judgment, fire that separates precious metals from base. Jesus' words are anything but comforting, I'm sure you will agree. I have come to cast fire on the earth, he said. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? I assure you the contrary is true. I have come for division. Those words might make us wonder a little about Jesus. Have the pain and intensity of his own personal marathon caused him somehow to lose perspective? Where now is the gentle Jesus, the one whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light? The Jesus who welcomed little children, who healed the sick and hung out with sinners and forgave them. Where now is Jesus, the loving shepherd? Somehow these harsh sayings don't much sound like Jesus, the one we so often think of as the Prince of Peace. How do lighting a fire on the earth and stirring up conflict and division go together with things like, blessed are the peacemakers? Well, the answer lies in what we mean by peace. Peace may not be what we think. Peace is never the product of passivity. It's not just holding one's peace, as the saying has it, avoiding conflict at all costs. That can lead to a, a counterfeit peace, and it actually can come closer to cowardice. And peace is no friend of cowardice. No, true peace is almost always born of painstaking efforts, struggle, and great suffering. True peace may be gentle, but it is strong. Calm, but it is courageous. My model peacemaker will always be our former Archbishop, Raymond Hunthausen, who died exactly four years ago and whose remains rest over there in the cathedral crypt. Archbishop Hunthausen, for 16 years as our leader, preached and lived the gospel of peace. But it wasn't a feel-good gospel to tickle the ears and gain admirers. No, after he signed up for the marathon that was his ministry as Archbishop of Seattle, he found out that for him, as for Jesus, the gospel of peace meant lighting fires and, yes, even creating divisions. And so 
he dared in this region whose economy is fed and fueled by lucrative military contracts and whose waters are home to the, the lethal trident of, of, of nuclear submarine, he dared to stand up and call us to examine our complicity in what he called the immoral arms race. And because he was aware that more or less one half of the entire federal budget was directed in one way or another to fueling the arms race by building weapons of mass destruction, his conscience prompted him to withhold one half of his federal income taxes. It was his protest. He paid a price, of course, for his protest, for his courageous position, but it was a price the Archbishop was willing to pay. It was all about conscience. My friends, that was our former Archbishop. He knew that Jesus came to cast, to set the earth on fire, and he knew that baptism was more than just a heartwarming ritual marking the joy of new life, that baptism was also initiation, initiation into the great marathon of passion, death, and resurrection. Ours is no different. Now, I know these are anything but lighthearted thoughts for a summer Sunday, but there is an upside to it, as today's second reading from the letter to the Hebrews reminded us. That reading, which happens to be emblazoned on the inside of our great bronze doors at the west front of the cathedral, that image is meant to quicken our heartbeats and give us energy for this great marathon we have entered. For we are not running the race alone, my friends. We are in the greatest company possible. We are. From the sidelines, we are being cheered on by what that letter to the Hebrews called a great cloud of witnesses. Picture them for a moment. All the greats of the Old Testament are there. Read chapter 11 of Hebrews to get the full list of them. And all the greats of the last 2,000 years of Christian history are there as well. Saints beyond number. Saints declared. Saints undeclared. Apostles and martyrs and prophets. Our childhood heroes. Our patron saints. Our parents, grandparents, family members and friends. They are all there. And they are not plaster statues on pedestals or photographs in a family album. No, they are full of life, full of joy, full of enthusiasm, full of God. And there they are, cheering us on toward the finish line. So, my friends, while the marathon we have entered may be difficult and demanding, no marathon ever had a better cheering section. And thanks to God's grace, no runners ever had a better chance of winning. <laughs>